Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hanging in there, Mr. Bongino. Hey, we have another winner to our dance contest, our buddy Justin, personal trainer and gym owner in Minneapolis, who has been taking on liberal clientele, even at the risk of losing clients. You're the man, Justin. He laid out a list of everything he's doing to dance, change the world, one little protest at a time. We love it. All right. Thanks, Justin. We'll be sending you a book, too. So we got a few more winners to announce. Um, I got a lot to get to today. It, it, I don't like to lay out the show sometimes. I'm afraid I'm not going to get this stuff. But let me just tell you this. If you still have doubts that there are things going on behind the scenes, you doubt me. Because I get it. The Mueller thing. I totally get it. Entirely frustrated. The Mueller thing is off the rails. Bob Mueller's investigation entirely jumped the shark. Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days, as I said, would be ecstatic. Disaster. But on the investigation into the FBI and the DOJ and and very specific abuses, folks, things are happening. And the reason I bring it up is because do you think it's random that Loretta Lynch... Jim Comey, all these people, Brennan all of a sudden again. Well, Brennan's always kind of been uh, uh, been an advocate for the police state. But Loretta Lynch, Joe, she appears out of nowhere. Wow. Why would that happen? What is going on? You're darn right. I'm going to produce to you, do not miss a second of this show, evidence because I, I'm still getting emails. Yeah, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. Okay, uh, I'm going to make the case for you today. And you're not. If you doubt it today, you're just ignoring me because you want to, which is fine. You can do that. Just keep <laughs> listening. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Thrive Market. I love this place. If you are looking for unbelievably competitively priced products that slay their competitors, Thrive Market's the place to go. I love them as a sponsor. Brought them on board right away. Thrive Market's a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living, which I love, easy and affordable for everyone. My wife is is a connoisseur of healthy food items, and she's a price uh, price hawk, too, so she loves Thrive Market. You can shop for thousands of the best-selling non-GMO foods and natural products, always at a 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Check it out. You think I'm making this up? Check it out yourself. The proof is in the pudding. Check out the Thrive Market brand products, too, because they have the highest quality ingredients at even more affordable prices than the current premium products carried on the site. Uh, the apple cider vinegar, their coconut oil, unbelievable. Unbelievable. High quality, super good stuff. Unbelievably priced. You're not going to find these prices anywhere. You get everything you need. Non-GMO foods, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby foods, kids products, and much, much more shipped straight to your door. Check out their catalog. Filter it by your values, your dietary preferences. You can't beat it. Uh, More than 70% of the Thrive Market catalog, folks, this is important, cannot be found on Amazon. Doesn't make sense that non-organic products cost more than organic natural products. And now for the first time in history, you can easily access wholesome alternatives to conventional products, conventional products found at traditional supermarkets at the same price or lower. I'm telling you, go check these prices out. You will, you'll be astounded. It was great. They're everyday low prices. They'll beat the competitors 85% of the time. All right, here's the deal for you. It's thrivemarket.com slash Bongino. Thrive, T-H, 
R-I-V-E market.com slash Bongino, thrivemarket.com slash Bongino. They got a great offer for you. Get $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. Keep in mind, Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off, and now they're giving you an extra $60 in free groceries plus free shipping. Can't beat it. Thrivemarket.com slash Bongino. Love these guys. Save yourself some dough. All right, Joe. Yo. So yesterday, folks, here's the genesis of this. I'm not making this up out of thin air. There was an outcry on Twitter on a breaking news story about the two FBI lovebirds who were investigating Trump and investigating Hillary Clinton, Peter Stroke and uh, Lisa Page, who was an attorney for the FBI. Uh, There was a breaking news story that... They still have security clearances are still working for the FBI and people understandably on Twitter went crazy. How is this? How is this? How are they after all they did all those text exchanges about how they could smell Trump supporters? They couldn't stand Trump supporters. They needed an insurance policy against Trump. How are they still working there? Hmm. Folks, the fact that they're still working there is evidence of what I'm telling you is true. They are cooperating in the investigation. It is so obvious to anyone who's got some experience investigating these cases. Why is Andy McCabe gone? Why is Rabicki gone? Why are all these senior level managers, Comey, fired? Why are they all gone? But uh, uh, Stroke, Page, and a very, very important figure in this, still there. Who is that important figure you may not have heard a lot about lately? Bill Prystep. Now, I've not gotten into this too much lately. Prystep was Peter Stroke's boss. He has not been fired. I want to walk you through something so you understand. Because this is all going to come out within days and weeks in the IG report that's right about to flow. Mm -hmm. Like water over a cliff. And it is going to be devastating. Yesterday, also breaking, was Nunez, uh, Devin Nunez, the Republican congressman who's been looking at this entire situation. Finally, Joe got access to the electronic communication, the document explaining how this whole investigation started, Mm -hmm. which is going to be damning. I want to play for you some audio here. This is important audio. I played this before months ago, I think in episode 628. But it is more important now. But before I play it, I want to lay out for you what exactly, exactly I'm talking about. So you understand why this is damning to Jim Comey and even more damning to uh, to some other people and why they haven't been fired. But Comey has. All right. Let me lay out the premise. There are people in the FBI cooperating on the abuse of the FISA process to spy on Donald Trump and the abuse of the FBI protocols in the deliberate, uh, let's say, get out of jail free card for Hillary Clinton. I'm 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 absolutely sure of it. Now, listen to the first part of this audio. This is Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York, questioning Jim Comey. Back in March of 2017. Now, listen to his responses. He's clearly caught off guard a bit when he's asked a question about the counterintelligence investigation that was opened on Donald Trump. Now, keep the dates in mind. You have to understand what's going on here. I'm going to cut this into two parts. It's about three minutes of audio, but it's some of the most important audio you'll ever hear, especially in light of this fraud Jim Comey going out and doing media interviews now to sell his book. 
This is testimony in March of 2017. The counterintelligence investigation into Donald Trump starts in July of 2016. Almost a year earlier. Now, Congressional FBI, White House, and DNI protocol is that the FBI is to brief quarterly members of the Oversight Committee, Oversight for Intelligence Issues, to brief them quarterly, quarterly, on counterintelligence investigations. This was only the most important counterintelligence investigation in modern U.S. history against Donald Trump. Now, if the investigation started in July of 2016, nearly a year earlier, because this testimony is in March of 2017, and they're supposed to give quarterly. Now, for liberals listening, if you have 12 months out of the year, that would mean every three months. Uh, I'm not crazy, right? Three times four, 12, 12 months in a year. I think I'm good. (laughs) So if the investigation was started a year earlier, And they are obligated by protocol to give briefings to Congress about a counterintelligence investigation. Listen to Comey's answer as to this is important as to why he did not brief Congress. Thank you, Mr. Crawford. Uh, Ms. Stefanik's recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Director Comey and Admiral Rogers, for your testimony today. Uh, My first set of questions are directed at Director Comey. Broadly, when the FBI has any open counterintelligence investigation, what are the typical protocols or procedures for notifying the DNI, the White House, and senior congressional leadership? There is a uh, practice of a quarterly briefing on sensitive cases to the chair and ranking of uh, the House and Senate Intelligence Committees. And the reason I hesitate is, thanks to feedback we've gotten, we're trying to make it better. And that involves a briefing of the Department of Justice, I believe the DNI, and the uh, some portion of the National Security Council at the White House. So if that's so quarterly... To brief them before Congress is briefed. So it's quarterly for all three, then senior congressional leadership, the White House, and the DNI? I think that's right. Now, that's by practice, not by rule or by written policy which is why, uh, thanks to the chair and ranking giving us feedback, we're trying to uh, tweak it in certain ways. All right, that's the first part. That's the setup. Now, I took a few notes on this. He's asked the question about, he knows exactly, by the way, that he's, he knows he's caught, but he's shocked a little bit by the question here. You can tell by, he goes, the reason I hesitate, uh, people who don't want to make statements don't make statements about not making statements, to quote uh, Demi Moore in G.I. Jane. No, I, I can't stand the, the, the move. Well, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I'm up and down about it. But that quote is pretty good. The reason he hesitates because he's like, uh-oh, she's going to ask me about why we didn't brief Congress about an investigation on Donald Trump. Uh, uh. So he says, the reason I hesitate. No, the reason you hesitate is because you realize you were busted. Now he says he's setting himself up. I'm going to give you the rest of this in a minute. But he's setting himself up right now. and He's putting in a bunch of caveats as to why they didn't brief Congress. He says, well, it's not by practice. I mean, it's by practice. It's not by rule. By practice, meaning that's what you do. Like practice, meaning you do it often. 
but it's not by rule. In other words, all right, we didn't brief you, but we didn't break any laws, right, Joe? Right. Remember, mm-hmm. he's trying to not make a statement about not making a statement <laughs> while making a statement, yeah. right? And then he tries to grease her up a little bit and kiss her butt there by going, well, we're working on feedback with you. And uh, thanks to the chair and the ranking, uh, we're trying to make this process better. In other words, oh, my gosh, we screwed up. How am I going to explain to him now that it's March of 2017? I'm supposed to brief him quarterly and I haven't told him about what's going on with Donald Trump, even though it's been going on since June of 2016. Shaggy, how are we going to handle this now? Okay, so that's the setup now. The coup de gras. So since in your opening statement, you confirmed that there is a counterintelligence investigation currently open, and you also re- referenced that it started in July, when did you notify the DNI, the White House, or senior congressional leadership? It's a good question. Congressional leadership, sometime recently, they were briefed uh, on the nature of the investigation in some detail, as I said. Obviously, the Department of Justice has been aware of it all along. The DNI, I don't know what the DNI's knowledge of it was because we didn't have a DNI until uh, Mr. Coates took office and I briefed him his first morning in office. So just to drill down on this, um, if, if the open investigation began in July and the briefing of congressional leadership only occurred recently, why was there no notification prior to the recent, the past month? I think our decision was it was a matter of such sensitivity that we wouldn't include it in the quarterly briefings. So when you state our decision, uh, is that your decision? Is that usually your decision what gets briefed uh, in those quarterly updates? No, it's usually the decision of the head of our counterintelligence division. And just, uh, again, to get the detailed uh, on the record, why was the decision made not to brief uh, senior congressional leadership until recently when the investigation had been open since July, um, a very serious investigation? Why was that decision made to wait months? Because of the sensitivity of the matter. Oh, 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 Jimbo. (laughs) Daddy-o. What do we got? I'll tell you what we got. We got a guy squirming in his chair right there. He responds immediately to this continued line of inquiry first. They took a few notes here again by saying, oh, that's a good question. In other words, how do I buy time? How do I buy time to snake and wiggle my way out of this? Why did it notify Congress that we're investigating the president of the United States and a former presidential candidate who won the presidency? Oh, that's a good question. Did you see the White Sox game last night? Oh. Uh, 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 uh. What do you think about that cat video on YouTube? <sighs> Is she paying attention? No, it's not a good question. It's a great question. And the fact that he says recently, given that it is now nearly a year later, and he still hasn't notified Congress, he's starting to realize we're in a lot of trouble. He goes on to then tell a uh, either a lie or he is just uh, not that slick. He says, well, I didn't notify the DNI, Director of National Intelligence, because there wasn't one. Um, no, there was. There, Jim Clapper was the DNI the entire time. Maybe he's trying to preserve Jim Clapper, save Jim Clapper from having to testify himself. I don't know. But I'll give him a pass on that one. I don't know why, but I'm feeling generous this morning. All right. But then they asked again by Representative Stefanik, who senses she's onto something here. He says, well, 
Uh, we didn't notify them because of the sensitivity of the matter. That's the whole reason they do congressional briefings, folks. The whole reason they do congressional briefings on sensitive counterintelligence investigations is precisely because of the sensitivity of the matter. <laughs> That is not a reason to break practice and not notify the representatives of the people of the United States and their Senate counterparts. You are not an independent organization, Jim Comey. You hubris-filled windbag. You do not run a uh, Praetorian Guard a Gestapo force. This is a constitutional republic. Where people are, there are checks and balances vertically and horizontally within the government. Mm -hmm. Vertically within the executive branch of the president, which you work for. Horizontally amongst Congress overseeing the executive branch. The courts having their own independent powers. Checking and balancing the others. Jim Comey seems to think he was running a private security team. Why am I bringing this up again? I'm not trying to relitigate episode 628. I'm trying to make two points to you. That the outrage yesterday about Stroke and Page still working at the FBI, I get it. But don't be outraged. It says to me clearly that they are cooperating with Sessions. I'm not defending Sessions again on the Mueller thing. Please, it's a disaster. I get it. And I totally see your point that the recusal is probably enough right now to ask new blood. I get it. I'm just saying to you, don't ignore what's going on behind the scenes on the investigation into the investigation into Trump. Don't ignore that. It's real. Now, what did this audio have to do with it? It's how we ended off. When the representative, Stefanik, asks him, who told you not to notify us because of the sensitivity of the matter, not to notify Congress about the investigation into Trump? He says the head of the counterintelligence division. Who is that? Bill Prystep. Peter Stroke's boss. Now you may say, okay, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why, why does that mean Prystep, Stroke's boss, Stroke? Page, why does why, why do you think they're cooperating? Because Price Step it, it clearly was thrown under the bus there by Jim Comey, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is the uh, conservative treehouse guys noted. And it's a good. Uh, I, I got that audio from the uh, months ago. They're not huge fans of mine, and I'm, you know they said some things about Levin. I really can't stand, but I do have to. That's where that audio came from months ago. But it reminded me of something today. Why not use his name? It's a good point. What is he hiding? Price Step is clearly implicated in this, in that Comey himself said, Price Step, Stroke's boss, said, don't say anything to Congress. Mm. Now, it gets better, Joe. <laughs> How do we know Price Step is cooperating? One, just anecdotally, where's he been? Nobody's seen him. Nobody's heard of him. There's no media at his house. Right. He's not been called to testify in front of Congress. Nobody's up there outside of a few people calling attention to it, talking about it on talk radio or the news. Why? Why is Price Step? If if Price Step's the guy, according to Comey's own testimony you just heard from the horse's mouth, Joseph, Mm -hmm. if Price Step's the guy that told Comey, don't tell Congress about this investigation, why wouldn't Price Step be the focal point? Because he's cooperating against these idiots. Now, 
I have this in the show notes today. This is the FISA document from uh, not the the the, the uh, report from Devin Nunez. What's the date on this? So I get this absolutely correct. February second of twenty eighteen. Not that long ago, just a few months ago. I have the document, the memo drawn up by Devin Nunez, explaining the abuse of the FISA process to spy on Donald Trump. This is in the show notes today. Go look at line four of the memo. Let me read it for you. According to the head of the FBI's counterintelligence division, Assistant Director Bill Prystep, corroboration of the Steele dossier was in its infancy, and I quote, at the time of the initial Carter Page FISA application. So the same guy who told Jim Comey not to say anything about a counterintelligence investigation into Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. the same guy who said, don't say anything to Congress, we're investigating the president, has also acknowledged to a member of Congress that the very document the whole investigation was based on, the verification was, quote, in its infancy at the time of the application. Wait, what? You mean it wasn't verified, authenticated, nothing? You used a court designed to spy on terrorists to spy on the president? And yet you yourself acknowledged to a member of Congress that, oh, yeah, it was just in its infancy when we did that. Mm. The dossier, that is. Guys, ladies, they already interviewed this guy. If they already interviewed this guy, where is he now? Well, I'm going to tell you where he is now. Mm-hmm. Price step. Stroke and page again, just bring it back to where we started. People are asking on Twitter. There was breaking news. I said, these, they're all still working in the FBI. What sessions doing? They're cooperating. It is clear as day. They have likely given some form of grand jury testimony. And the reason Devin Nunez and a lot of who I have enormous respect for is doing a great job, by the way. The reason Nunez isn't out there with others howling about where is pre-step and stroke? Why think about it? Why is it Joe? Why isn't Nunez, who's been a bulldog on this? Hmm. Why isn't Nunez on Fox News every day going, I demand access to Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, and Bill Prystep, who were the heads of the counterintelligence division and the legal team on it. Why aren't I demand access to them? Why isn't he doing it? Because they're already working hmm. with the sessions team. They've probably given grand jury testimony at this point, which is secret. Hmm. Guys, I'm just asking you on that point. I'm not, believe me, the Mueller thing, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second, but I got, I got a lot to get to, so bear with me today. I get different, I get 99% of emails love this story. Some of them hate it. This is important, though. It is critical you understand what's going on. It's not just about spying on the president. It is about a deep state bunch of swamp rats who are now finally starting to feel the force of the government they abuse coming down on them. It is clear as day they are cooperating. That is why they're still around. They are holding the administrative cudgel over their head. What do I mean by that? Joe, if they fire them now... Mm -hmm. Price step, stroke, and page. Right. What are they going to do, Joe? They're going to plead the fifth yeah. and say, I'm out. Yeah. While they're still employed with the FBI mm-hmm. and provide... 
how do we know we're cooperating? Do I need to read that again? Mm. Devin Nunez, according to head of FBI's counterintelligence division, assistant director Bill Prystep. What do you think? Nunez made that up? That was in the memo for a reason. Joe, it wasn't one of these. Uh, Ah. Wink and a nod? No, it was in your face. Yeah. It was, it's in your, staring right at you. I'll, I'll put the document in the show notes on the script file. Look, read it yourself. Line four. Just look at it yourself. He has already been interviewed by these guys. The reason they're not calling these FBI guys back and trying to have them fired, what do you think, they're shy? Seriously, do you think Devin Nunez and these people are shy? Oh, I don't want to do it. You don't run for Congress as a shy guy, okay? I know, I ran. They're not calling for their 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 careers to be ended and them to be fired right now. You notice they weren't chiming in yesterday on this. Yeah. Because they're cooperating. And the FBI, if they fire them, has no administrative cudgel hold over them. None. Right now, they're probably saying, hey, thanks for the cooperation. Here's what we need. Here's what we need. The minute they say, well, I don't think I'm going to talk about that. Okay, you're fired. You lose your pension. Goodbye. Uh, I changed my mind. All right, here's what we'll do. And you think Price Step has any loyalty now to Comey? Comey threw him under the bus. I just played the audio for you. Mm-hmm. Guys, ladies, please bear with me on that. I know I'm going to get some negative feedback on it. I'm not anymore defending the Department of Justice. They're, it's a disaster. I am, however, defending what Sessions is doing behind the scenes on this specific case. The more we rush this thing, the more we're going to screw it up. I had a big change of heart on this a while ago. After watching what happened with Benghazi, after watching what happened with the IRS, and everybody get a pass. I am convinced, absolutely convinced, that there is movement and people are going, there are going to be either indictments or significant uh, civil or criminal action against some of these people. I'm sure of it. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. We tied that up a little bit? Yeah. Well, Mark, this time down where you said you were sure of it. We're going to keep this as a moment in history. Yeah. You you got it. There you go. Log it. All right. I got some more I want to get to, too, to show you that my theory on this is is right. But uh, today's show also brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Hey, by the way, a big shout out to the guy who made a donation, a substantial one, to Freedom Project Academy. I got an email from Dave over there this morning. That was very nice. Uh, Thank you. You know who you are. Um, America's schools are nothing like we remember growing up. We grew up in safety, and learning was more than safe spaces and propaganda. And even though technology continues to offer new opportunities for learning, I think we can all agree that traditional moral values, once woven into the fabric of the classroom, have practically disappeared. That's why you need to consider Freedom Project Academy's fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten through high school. We're talking about incredible interactive education where students attend Live classes, folks. Live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. This is not some propaganda factory here. You know why? They don't accept a penny, Freedom Project Academy, of government funding. Allows them to stay committed to teaching students how to think, not what to think. Families can enroll students uh, full-time. You can enroll students full-time. You start with a single class. It's entirely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com. Freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Freedomforschool.com. And request your free information packet today from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but classes fill up fast. That's freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com. Don't forget to tell them the Dan Bongino show sent you. Okay. So, again, just wrapping that part up here. Mm -hmm. The reason they were not fired 
and aren't fired now is because they are holding their pensions and everything basically is an administrative. You better start helping out. You still have your constitutional rights, but you ain't going to have your pension if you don't help clear up what happened here. That's why it's obvious. Just read the reports. Okay. That's the reason they're still working. Secondly, second point on this. I've been getting some severe, uh, which is cool. I mean, I mean it because uh, I, I like, uh, you know, the marketplace of ideas, F- uh, feedback, positive and negative uh, people who ferociously agree and ferociously disagree. There is no milk toast emails I've been getting on this one on the fire Muller episode. I've said to you fire Muller because there's it's not a good or bad option. Let's stop with that. It's there's no good or bad. There's bad and less bad. Bad is keeping Mueller where he continues to diminish and destroy the presidency and hunt down every single person in the Trump circle because he's investigating a person in search of a crime. He's not investigating a crime in search of the people who did it. There's a understand the distinction. If you don't, none of this makes sense. Bob Mueller is hunting down. He's hunting down people, Trump people, and then looking for crimes later. All of us would be criminals if that were the case, and you were subjected to this horror show. Right. The less bad is to fire him now and to deal with the ramifications. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, Trump can pardon everyone. Folks, yes, of, of course he could pardon everyone, but that doesn't go away if he fires Mueller. Why have to pardon him is the point. Put yourself in Trump's shoes. Seriously, put yourself in Trump's shoes now. He knows he's under investigation for doing nothing wrong. But regarding the collusion narrative, we've all done something wrong in our lives. He knows this is an entirely disingenuous effort. He's got to watch what? His son-in-law, his friends, his national security advisor all go down? But no. Fire fire Mueller. He's entirely unreasonable. He's entirely conflicted, if you listen to the last few shows. And start with somebody fresh. And clean this thing up already. If it was you, you'd feel differently. Now, some of you said if they fire him that they're going to impeach him. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the article? I have a Eric Erickson as a piece up at, uh, what's his website? The Maven. It's up on my, uh, at Bongino.com. Please check it out. Uh, uh, and, and please subscribe to my email list. My wife keeps telling. I really appreciate it. I hate to be annoying, but my wife, you know, we have to <laughs> trying to find ways to develop a backup plan for when the liberal kooks come for us. So <laughs> yeah. if you don't mind subscribing to my email list, it'd be super helpful. <laughs> um, where It's growing by leaps and bounds, uh, thanks to you. But we'll email you these articles every day. So first, I have the article in the Washington Examiner about them finally looking at the EC to start the case. I have the notes, the scribbed file there of the actual document where Pre-Step Nunez admits tell, talking to Pre-Step. I also have... This really good piece by Eric Erickson. He talked to a Republican congressman. Now, the guy was anonymous in the piece. I guess he requested anonymity. But this is a shocking piece. Erickson apparently met the guy in a supermarket. I don't know if they walked up and down the aisles and talked. I don't really care. I don't know if he was recording it or what. It doesn't matter. But, you know, whether you love him or hate him, Erickson, he's he's not lying about the conversation. His credibility be gone forever. Mm-hmm. The conversation is stunning and it speaks to my they are going to impeach Trump anyway narrative. This is a Republican congressman, Joe. Have you heard the story? No, I haven't. Good. Even better, because I like to watch your reaction. The Republican congressman who admits that on television, he's been a vocal supporter of Trump on TV. So we we love him. Admits that behind the scenes, he quietly hates him. He calls him an effing stupid forage scump. 
He just fillets the president. I and an act of cowardice I don't think I've ever seen. Joe, listen, one thing about I'm not patting myself on the back. Yeah. I'm not doing but one thing about this show is I, I've heard stories about the president and his character from people who worked for him way, way before he was running for president that affirmed to me that he's a flawed guy like the rest of us, right. but he genuinely gives a damn about people. I'm I'm, I'm convinced that you're not going to convince me otherwise because the people I know who said it are not people who have any, any skin in this game at all, including my mother-in-law who had an experience with Donald Trump on a, on a plane when they used to clean planes hmm. in a New York airport that... He used to walk on a plane, like give the people cleaning the plane $100 tips. That's not the only story, by the way. There are lots of those. Yes, he's flawed. Of course he is. Yeah. But you're not going to convince me that this guy is, is Satan in the office. The way this congressman talks about him is so d- disparaging and horrible. But he says something, Joe, that's important. Yeah. And this is why I'm telling you he's going to be impeached anyway. He's like, listen, man, the congressman's like, we're, we're waiting to see how the midterms go. But basically, if this polling gets any worse on the 2018 midterms in Congress, and if we think we're going to lose the House, and he says something like, we're going to impeach the mother anyway. Huh? This is a Republican who supports him on television. This is not a Democrat. Guys, oh, ladies, folks, kids, boys, girls, I told you, I... I always hesitate to talk about this stuff because I don't want to sound like Captain Know-It-All. I communicate with some folks, Mm -hmm. people, a lot of people about a lot of things who know people who know things. That sentiment is almost universal up on the hill. Holy cow. These are out of touch, elitist, swamp rat slobs, GOP and Democrat slobs who want nothing more to continue the cocktail party circuit and getting uh, getting ready for their lobbying career after they leave Congress and the Senate. That that has been all thrown in a lurch by a president who has given the double-barreled middle finger to the swamp class is driving them all crazy. It is almost... Dr- listen, to, read the piece about the way this guy talks about the president. I, it's a family-friendly show. I can't even use the language. If I did, you'd understand how much he hates him. It's a GOP congressman. Folks, they can't stand this. It is driving them wild that Trump gives zero about what they think. The guys are going to tweet. He's making us crazy with the tweet. Uh. These guys just want the cocktail party. They don't want to be bothered with things like legislating. What do you mean? We've got to talk about entitlements now and... Trump's new proposal to institute work requirements for food stamps. Oh, do we have to talk about that now? I thought this was free money we were giving away. These are Republicans. Listen to me, please. Fire Mueller. They are going to impeach the man anyway. There is no downside to firing Mueller that you get by not keeping Mueller. Everything is going to happen anyway. They they keep him, they're going to impeach him anyway. Fire him, they're going to impeach him anyway. Keep him, the media is going to hate him. Fire him, the media is going to hate him. It doesn't matter. It does. You understand what I'm telling you? It doesn't. This is not four dimensional chess by the left. It isn't. I'm sorry. I don't believe that premise. And no, Mueller is not a good guy. I don't know why people believe that. I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter and on the internet. 
I don't know where you're getting that, but I'm telling you people I trust with my life in some cases that I have been around the activist circle with forever think that is the craziest thing they have ever heard. He is not a good guy. Why do you think that? Everything he's done have been indicative of a vindictive, personal, not criminal prosecution. He is not a good guy. Everything is going to happen. You might as well stand up and do the right thing, which is get rid of a guy that is personally and deeply conflicted. You, you can't shut down the investigation. I don't think it ever should have been started. I think that's crystal clear if you listen to my show. But we're stuck with this disaster now. Mm. Appoint some out-of-the-beltway, nonpartisan guy to finally get to the bottom of the collusion that never happened, wrap it up, and everybody moves on. Folks, I'm, I'm telling you, you're, you're being, this, this is, damn it, I get upset about this. Because I want, I, I just so desperately want you to see what I see, and I can't, they, I can't do everything and say everything now. I just desperately want you to see it. Trump is smarter than these idiots on the Hill. He may not be as savvy. He's definitely not as elegant in his speech. I get that. But for those of you out there arguing somehow that, think about this, Joe. Yeah. I want you to follow me I'm here because you, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. This, I'm freaking, I'm pissed today on this show about this. I can see that. Be the audience spokesman here. All right. What I find odd is some of the same people arguing that Trump has been chronically underestimated mm-hmm. and is brighter and smarter than a lot of the people up on the Hill mm-hmm. are the same people arguing now that Trump is being played by Democrats who really want him to fire Mueller. You can't have it both ways. What? So let me get this straight, yeah. Joe. Box number one, mm-hmm. Donald Trump. He's clearly calling right now this investigation a sham through his tweets. Yep. Attorney-client privilege is dead. This is a witch hunt. It's clear as day through his tweets that he wants something to change. Yes, he has not openly called to fire Mueller, yet we get that. I don't think there's any question behind the scenes right now that there's a serious conversation of that happening. If Trump's involved, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. I want to be clear. But, let, Joe, we can all agree, right? Trump is pissed. He's pissed. It's a witch hunt. Attorney-client privilege is dead. Yeah. He's clearly not happy with Mueller. Box number two, the Democrats, don't you dare fire Mueller. Box number three, the believers that this is four-dimensional chess, but the Democrats are outsmarting Trump by calling for Trump to fire Mueller because they really want him to fire Mueller so they can impeach him. Do you understand how that can't possibly reconcile with your worldview that Trump's outsmarted them in the first Mm -hmm. place? Either Trump's an idiot or Trump isn't. I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. I think the audience gets it. Yeah, we're good. God, I hope so. He has. This is the president of the United States. He defeated some of the most powerful Republican insiders outside of my buddy Cruz, a good man, in a deep and talented Republican field. Mm-hmm. He defeated Hillary Clinton despite a massive monetary disadvantage, the entire media and the entire known swamp against him. He has managed to survive now numerous controversies that would have felled any other president. And now you're telling me that the liberals have him by the uh, 
and that they're really playing four-dimensional chess with him and that he really shouldn't fire Mueller and Trump's just falling into the trap. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. You're darn right, dude. That is just your opinion. I'm sorry. It is not right. It is not based on any evidence I have from people who have been intimately involved with people involved in the darn investigation. Mueller is corrupted. He is going after Trump. This will never stop. I mean, I don't get it. I I tried to explain yesterday with Flynn, the Flynn case. They arrested Mike Flynn, prosecuted Mike Flynn for a crime the FBI admitted didn't happen. And everybody, oh, no, that, that Joe, that was seven-dimensional chess. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what it was, Joe? It was 360-degree three, chess. In other words, it was so smart, it was stupid. It made full That's like yeah, people who tell me there's a, uh, someone who told me once, man, those time changes get so, – I'm not kidding. This happened on a trip overseas. When we were in Australia. He goes, man, these time changes are the worst. What is it? Time changes like uh, 13, 14 hours. Can you imagine if it was like 24 hours? I was like, oh. <laughs> Did you just say that? Are you kidding? No, I'm not, Joe. Dude. What do you mean? Like you flew so far around the world, you're back home again? That actually happened. Or it was like the guy in the police academy. We were arguing. I had a stick shift Honda Prelude. He actually said this to me. He's a friend of mine. I'm not joking. He goes, man, stick shift. He goes, I'm impressed how you can drive that. You know, nobody can drive stick anymore. I know you probably learned to drive on stick. But I'm driving this thing and, you know, I'm downshifting. And he goes, man, that's tough. He goes, wouldn't it be great if they had cars that actually shifted for you? Oh, what do you mean? Like an automatic transmission? I looked at him. I go, I, I can't. I can't. It was like six o'clock in the morning. We were going to the police academy. I'm like, brother, that was so dumb. I can't even answer that. <laughs> this is not seven dimensional chess. No. The Democrats genuinely are terrified that if he fires Mueller, who is investigating Trump, that the investigation, Joe, will turn into investigation of a crime. Mm hmm. The crime would be collusion between Trump and the Russians. And you and I both know, and I will tell you with absolute certainty, why are they afraid of that? Because that crime never happened. And the investigation would go away quickly. And the guy, as I explained to you in my episode two days ago, who is now the perfect guy to run interference for them on the Uranium One scandal, the 10X scandal, the Rosatom scandal... The guy who's running interference for them on the, on the uh, verification of the dossier because his buddy, which chief of staff, was in the DOJ. Once that guy by the name of Robert Mueller goes away and they put an independent in there, they're going to be like, something don't seem right around here. So I'm investigating this Russian collusion. I don't see any evidence, but I see a whole lot of evidence of some other crap. Oh. That's why they don't want him to fire Mueller. This is not seven-dimensional chess. I'm sorry. They are genuinely terrified. Their buddy Rosenstein and Bob Mueller are going to go, and their entire ammunition box against the president is going to be finished. And making matters worse, they are going to be exposed for the deep-layered corruption that led to the spying on Donald Trump and his team and the cover-up of what happened with the Clintons, their email scandal, Uranium One. They are terrified. Mueller is the perfect swamp creature to cover up the swamp gas.
He's got high-powered fans blowing the swamp gas in a different direction. Please, uh, if you there's ever anything you you trusted me with, trust me with this. I am not wrong. Mueller has got to go. This will never, ever stop. Can he pardon them? Of course he can pardon them. But you know what he can't pardon them for? State crimes. That's going to be next. They're going to find that a California, New York attorney general, a New York City district attorney, to find something else. It will never, ever stop. It will all be offshoots of referrals from a Mueller investigation designed to take the Trump team down. Why will it stop if they fire him? Because they'll appoint someone who will never find Russian collusion and the investigation will end because there shouldn't have been investigation because there's no crime. Supposed to work out today. I'm already mentally exhausted from covering this. I see that. But this matters to me, Joe. I know, Dan. I'm not messing around, brother. I'm not, I get these stuff all day from people. I've been. I've had a deep conversion on this. I was a fire sessions guy a long time ago too, and uh, granted, I agree with you on the Mueller thing. But I have got to see, and you have to see as well. Somebody see justice in this case, and I am convinced behind the scenes that something's going on. I'm also convinced that the GOP swamp wants to impeach Trump. You read that article in my show notes today, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Um, how are we here? I always ask that during the show. I got like a timer. I'd have to stop asking. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at FilterBuy. They wrote this ad. This is what I love about them. They are not shy at all. It's spring cleaning time. And like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials, you can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, pollutants, allergy-aggravating garbage will clog up your system, becomes inefficient, ends up costing you a lot of money. Cost me. I had to replace two HVAC systems, the worst. Sounds like the federal government. Clean up the system with my friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here. In America. All right. Filter by offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital. Great. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, dust, mold, all that junk out of the air. And you'll maximize the efficiency of your system. Here's a deal for you. Right now, you can save 5%. When you set up auto delivery, you'll never need to think about air filters again. Save money. Save time. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com filterby.com and this is important folks they will provide these filters for your house or your small business you got a hundred filters they're your guys you got one in your house they're your guys too filterby.com hey by the way personal favor if anyone in the audience does um auto detailing i don't mean like waxing and compounding i mean i saw a raptor yesterday in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. joe i have a ford raptor i love it it was a black one and it looked like some of the stuff on the car was painted like hand painted or something like they painted the actual Raptor thing in the back. That looked really cool. Mm. If anybody does that and you're local in Florida, or close, let me know. I'll drive down. I want to get some stuff done on my Raptor. So I'm crowdsourcing. <laughs> here. here we go. Let me know. My my email's on the website. Here we also. go. Yeah. Here, yeah. I know. <laughs> my wife, my wife's going to hear that. She's going to be, oh no, you're not doing that, <laughs> but mean. I'm doing it anyway. I love my wife, but I'm doing it anyway. So <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Paulita. All right. Um, hey, I have a really, really 
awesome article up at Bongino.com today from Matt Palumbo, our debunking specialist. Uh, the article will be at the show notes as well. I'll email it to you again if you're on my email list. But for the gun grabbers out there, this is a fascinating piece. I, I, uh, we, we take suggestions for debunking stuff, and someone, I think, sent this in about the correlation between gun laws and you know gun safety and crime rates. And Matt found a, a bunch of just terrific information. Joe, the state in the country with the what the liberals would call, mm-hmm. I just call this constitutional, but the liberals would call lax gun laws. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Constitution. You can go and buy a gun because it's your right to do oh, so, yeah. right? There you go. Is Vermont. Now, what's fascinating is, uh, according to a number of left-leaning outlets, Matt puts this in a piece today, Vermont's gun laws are, quote, the worst in the nation, which lead to the illegal trade of firearms and that they, quote, put children at risk. Uh, The Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence gives Vermont an F. This is all left-leaning outlets. Vermont gets an honorable mention in a Washington Post article, the six craziest gun law states. Uh, All this stuff, right? Because it's you can go in and, and generally they abide by the Constitution of Vermont. So according to the liberal theory, Joe, that, you know, lax, lax gun laws, man, there must be, it must be a bloodbath in Vermont. You think, yeah. People dying everywhere. It's the shootout, uh, the gunfight at the OK Corral. Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday, man, every corner in Vermont's got to be dangerous. Actually, last year it was the safest state in the nation. <laughs> this was genius by Matt. And this year, it was the second safest state in the nation. I, wait, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, lax gun laws, dreaded air quotes, are supposed to lead to mass death and gun violence everywhere. But that's not happening in Vermont. Matter of fact, last year was the safest state in the nation. Now, preparing you in advance for the liberal counterstrike, because they always have a dumb response every time. They'll say, well, dude, people are buying guns in Vermont and they're taking them elsewhere. Look at this report. The rate of guns leaving Vermont to commit crimes elsewhere is super high. Ah, Matt did some hardcore debunking here. This was good. Notice, Joe, Mm -hmm. they use the rate. Mm. They don't use, they don't focus on raw numbers. Mm -hmm. They use the rate. Now, you would think if your premise is, okay, well, Vermont may be safe, but it's because people are buying guns in Vermont and going other places to commit crimes. What are we talking, we, Joe? Well, clearly, we're talking about tens of thousands of guns leaving the state, yeah, right? I imagine so. Yeah. I mean, this—if they're citing this as a huge problem, right. how many guns were in the report? One hundred and forty-seven. What? Why did they use the rate? Because Vermont is a very low population. Okay. Yeah. So when you use the rate rather than the raw numbers, it makes it seem like one hundred forty-seven out of. If it was one hundred forty-seven out of twenty million, mm-hmm. it would look like nothing. But being that Vermont has a small population and it was only 147 guns, it looks significant because you're dealing with a very small denominator. You see where I'm saying? It was yeah. a great, really genius debunking. That's what I love about Matt. He thinks like that. There is always an argument by the left and there's always a counter argument that actually makes sense. The left loves to manipulate you with statistical nonsense. They talk about the rate and not the raw number because it was only 147 guns, but in a not densely populated state. So it looks like, oh my gosh, look at the rate. This rate is so high. No, it's not high. It's not high at all. The number of guns leaving Vermont is almost insignificant. Beautiful, beautiful act of debunking by our buddy Matt. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? I got another article in the Free Beacon today. 
uh, I, I, just a heads up on this about the Chinese infiltrating our universities to steal technology. Folks, this has been going on for a long time. It's a pretty interesting piece about how they've been using these institutes on campus called Confucius Institutes. Mm. There's about a hundred of them in the country to send students and, stu- and, and, and under the guise, Joe, of information and educational exchange mm-hmm. and experience, yeah. how they've been using it. And he cites multiple cases in the piece, Bill Gertz. It's at the show notes today of Chinese students sending our technology, sensitive technology back to China, robotics, all kinds of stuff. Good piece worth reading and a big heads up about these uh, Confucius Institutes, which I've been hearing a lot about lately, but it's worth reading. Um, One more thing on this, not to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, but it's important because this Jim Comey interview with George Stephanopoulos is going to air this weekend. Folks, Comey is not a good guy. In a nutshell, for you to debunk the credibility of this guy to your liberal friends, here are just three things you always need to keep in mind. Pfizergate. Comey clearly threw Price Step under the bus. Price Step said to Devin Nunez that the dossier was in its infancy when they used it, meaning it wasn't verified, meaning they spied on an American citizen. Comey must have known about it. He cites uh, a Price Step in his testimony, Stefanik, and they used it anyway. Comey also called the information in it salacious and unverified. So on the FISA gate thing. So when your friends tell you how wonderful Jim Comey is, really? He spied on an American citizen, the president of the United States, while acknowledging the information they used was salacious and unverified. And while his number two on the case, Bill Prystep, his, his, the guy working on the case, the counterintelligence division guy, said it was only in its infancy when they got it. So explain to me again how Jim Comey's such a great guy. Secondly, Hillary Gate. He wrote this exoneration letter before they interviewed Hillary. Not only that, I've told you repeatedly over and over, the reason this is such a scandal, the email gate, is because Hillary emailed Obama from foreign countries on Obama's personal email using hers. Comey knew that. How do we know Comey knew that? Because in the draft of his exoneration statement of Hillary Clinton, he cites an email from Hillary Clinton to President Obama, which was then changed to from Hillary Clinton to a senior government official, which was then changed to nothing. They deleted it. Why? Jim Comey and people in the FBI realized what they did in the first draft of that. They had intentionally indicted Barack Obama in Hillary's scheme to hide information from the government in her personal email server. Why? Because they acknowledge in the statement that she emailed Obama from her personal account. Comey was the one who ultimately approved those changes. Why hide them? Why not put that in there? Huh, Jim? Why exonerate Hillary before you even interviewed her? And then in that letter, wipe out references to the president. Finally, on Flynngate, Comey's already acknowledged in the Mike Flynn case, he already acknowledged the fact that Mike Flynn, they thought he was being honest in the testimony, yet later on, they charged him, the Justice Department, obviously with the FBI's approval somehow, they charged him, or they're at, at a minimum, they're imprimatur on this, that with uh, false statements to the FBI, how is that, Jim? Either you're right that Flynn was being honest, or he lied to the FBI, can't have it both ways. Comey, I'm, I'm not sure George Stephanopoulos is going to hit him on that stuff. All right. Uh, one last story. And we'll roll. I have it in the show notes, too. 
to show you again how taxation and spending are it's spending that's driving the deficits not taxation cns news story federal government joe collected record income taxes the first six months of the year Mm. 736 billion dollars 24 billion more than they did last year now they did take a little bit of a hit on the corporate side i'm i'm pretty confident that's going to recover itself in the next six months and in the following uh 12 months of course over the next year but the deficit even though they collected record income taxes was 60 billion dollars more than last year we're still running a 599 billion dollar deficit folks the problem is not taxes it's spending read the piece it's clear as day tax revenue is flowing into the government and we are still increasing our debt and deficits every single year it is a spending problem it is not a taxing problem all right, folks, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Please check out my show tonight, nratv.com. The viewership has been tremendous. We're getting great feedback. It's available on nratv.com, Roku, Apple TV, Google Chromecast, Amazon Fire, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's for free, no charge, nratv.com. Go check it out. Thanks, folks. See you all later. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.